my great-grandmother and her first husband, Ana and Felix, came from Mexico City. My great-grandmother was born somewhere else. I can't remember where it was, but I don't know how she made her way to Mexico City. And they came to South Chicago, 1928 or 1929, not a good year, uh, with the market crash. And so he did work for a census record, the 1930 census record. He was a slideman, and so he worked in a steel company, probably sliding steel down um, kind of a track, um, but he contracted tuberculosis and he died. And so she was single for a while, met would be my step-great-grandfather, step Placido Hernandez. He was much older than her, and I think they probably had maybe two, maybe three children by the time they got married. Ana and Placido ended up moving to Indiana Harbor and actually having a very well-known bakery called P.H. Bakery, so Placido Hernandez. And so the fact that it wasn't called like a panaderia or anything, they just went with P.H. Bakery is uh, telling, but they made you know Mexican bread, pan, they made tortillas. My dad said he would remember they would make like full goats, they would roast them, um, they would sell hot chocolate, and I think a lot of people would talk about that. And I grew up kind of in this community because both of my grandparents lived in East Chicago. So if I wasn't at home or at school, I was in East Chicago hanging out with my grandparents. I even took uh, piano lessons at the Clemente Center in Nunez Park, right, which is right next door to Our Lady of Guadalupe Church. Um, in the summers, one of my great aunts would uh, take me and my sister to go count money on Monday from the tithing from over the weekend, so I'd count you know, the givings. So I, I had that duality of you know, living and growing up in Hammond, but also like my family being in New Chicago. Up until my grandparents moved, the Medinas, and then my grandmother passed away to like the 90s. That was another part of my life, going to the Mexican Independence Day parade every year. Fiesta Patria, so the Mexican Independence Day. This actually started in 1926. This tradition continues every every year. And in 1926, uh, they actually they would nominate and elect a queen. So I remember seeing the Festival Queen every year in the court. And then you would go into Block Stadium by St. Catherine's Hospital. Um, and there was this, you know, you have, carnival, like I said, carnival games, pony rides, and they have this greased pole tradition where there's a greased telephone bowl and there's fries or a piggy bank or something on the top. And then men climb on each other to get this prize. I don't know if it was like a thousand dollars. It could have been like five bucks. Who knows? But it was like this huge macho thing to do. So you're celebrating Mexican Independence Day in the United States. So I think, you know, as generations become farther removed from that notion, it just becomes like, not, not, not in a, I don't mean this in a rude way, but just kind of following through the motions, you know, this is, I know where I'm supposed to do this every second weekend of September. Oh, you know, we've got to do this. So I think, you know, understanding the history and the people who started it, all the mutual aid societies, things that they contribute. There used to be a tea, all these different kinds of very traditional events, you know, would happen. And so, you know, it's generation of memory. You know, traditions kind of fade.